What's going on, everybody? Matt Malatesta, Vite. We're here for the weekly installment of the St. Pius Coaches Show with Greg Cranfield. Coach, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is always a great day after a big win. Talk about y'all knocked off Portia Lutheran, who was on a roll. You beat them 21-14. Just walk me through, you know, what happened, what you sure. saw that really went right. Yeah, so we knew going into it, it was going to be a a very, you know, I guess high priority type of game and the fact that you weren't going to get the ball a bunch because of what both of us did, you know, uh, with, with both of us running the football. So every possession was going to be very, very valuable. Uh, you know, they, they uh, kicked, they deferred, they kicked off to us. We drove right down the field and scored. Uh, which was a big statement for our guys that, you know, that, that we weren't here just to play, that we were, we were here to, uh, you know, to, 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 to wreck, wreck some shop, uh, you know. Right. Um, so our kids came out ready to go. Our defense played well. Um, you know, Concordia Lutheran is, is well coached. They've got a great ball club. Those kids are very disciplined. Um, and and it, was, it was a battle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth the whole night through, you know, all the way to, uh, you know, we were up late in the fourth and we, uh, we were up, yeah, I guess 14 to seven and then scored to make it 21 to seven uh, with still five minutes left to go in the game. And I guarantee you, no one went because we knew what they were capable of doing. Um, and like I said, they drove uh, down the field and scored to make it 21, 14 and we recovered the onside kick. Um, and then went into my favorite offensive formation, which is victory, and, and finished it out, man, to go 1-0 in district. So I was very proud of our kids. I was proud of our coaches, how much time that they had spent into game planning and giving our kids the best possible, uh, uh, you know, uh, opportunities to be successful, and we did just that. Um, I'll tell you, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning, after watching Monday and Tuesday practices, I called the defensive staff in and said, we're making changes immediately um, because I wasn't happy with what we saw and, and neither were they. And, you know, to make uh, some changes on Wednesday, personnel changes uh, and those, those types of things, uh, some would tell you don't do it, it's too late. But, you know, it, I believe that if you have, you know, Brian used to tell me this, if you've got 24 hours to make a decision, take 23 hours and 59 minutes to think about it and to investigate it and then make your decision. And Wednesday is pretty late, but it's not zero hour by any means. So we're going to keep grinding all the way up to the kickoff. And, and we did that both offensively and defensively. So I was very proud of our guys. Well, it was obvious your defense, they, it worked because your defense, yeah. you know, it was 21-7. Just talk about the changes you made and who really stepped up on the defensive side of the ball. Well, we just felt like uh, we, we got Minton Lewis back healthy, who had been playing tailback for us. But Minton is a very dynamic uh, athlete, and we had put him in some defensive packages. And I'm watching that video on Monday and Tuesday and noticed that there are some very important parts of the game that he would not have been in if we would have continued status quo. And I, I called our guys in. I said, how, how are we going to lay our heads on the pillow knowing that some of our better players are standing over there by us? So let's find ways to get them in. And that's what we did. We moved Travis Pesic to an outside linebacker who ended up with 15 tackles on the game. Uh, and Minton Lewis started for us on an inside linebacker who had 15 tackles uh, as well. So 
I would say that the move that we made was very beneficial to the team first. And then it allowed those two guys to do what they do best, which is run around and make plays. So, you know, talk about what a week is like as it relates to preparation. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about the film work. We do TV games and you can tell a team that has watched film and really studied the film and broke it down with their coaches. Just what is a week like behind the scenes? Yeah, so the very quick answer is Saturday morning at about 7.30, we're going to start breaking down our own video. And we spend about two hours breaking down Friday night's video. And the reason we do that is for any personnel changes. Is there anybody that we need to add onto the field or anyone we need to take off of the field uh, because of the, their grade? You know, everybody gets a plus or a minus, so we're grading that out. Um, then we'll meet with the kids for an hour or so. Then it's video. Uh, with them, then it's weights for them, and then it goes back or it goes to immediately breaking down the opponent video on Saturday. And Saturday for us is just a data input. It's formations, it's down, the distance, and just so that we can put as much data into the computer as we want. So once we start running our reports. And then Sunday, I usually allow those guys to watch their video at the house, but then I go back on Sunday into my office and then it just it's an alone time for me to go through the kicking game to go through uh offense to go through defense because all the data is put in there and then we usually make a phone call at about five or six to both coordinators on sunday night talk about what we're going to do and then monday morning uh you know the kids at uh, athletic period we're, we're installing game plans as soon as school is out then we've got defensive meetings and then we go to the go to practice, um, you know, four to six. Once we're done with that, coaches meet right after that. Uh, anything that we need to talk about, any adjustments we need to make. And then you do exactly the same thing Tuesday and exactly the same thing Wednesday. And every minute that you have, you're, you're pulling that video back up because you don't want to leave any stone unturned. Um, you know, last week I probably watched about 25 hours of, of video. Um, it's just because, you know, you can be doing something else and immediately go, OK, so once they get in this personnel package, is am I overlooking a tendency? And you go back and you rewatch the entire thing um, just to see if there's something that we can pick up. And it's amazing. The more you watch, the smarter you get as a coach, uh, just because of the fact. And then you've got to understand that guys like Willie Amendola, Rich McGuire, all of the guys in our district, are smart enough to go, I'm going to give you everything plus a little bit more. So you've got to always expect something that you haven't seen. And the best way to do that is to go back and get as much video as you can. And, and sure enough, um, on Friday night, you know, Coach Amendola and his staff had a couple of wrinkles in there that we had not seen. And, uh, you know, our kids had to adjust on the fly. So it's a lot of video. It's a lot of meetings, uh, a lot of practice time. But I would say more evaluation of ourselves first, uh, you know, watching practice video, grading practice video going, is this where we want to be in this situation? And then go from there. It's a final exam every week almost, you know, it's like oh. we're crash coursing for yep. a week. Uh, so now, you know, being one to know in district play, um, now you've got village, talk about kind of where you are and, and, you know, getting that first win in a, district you know in, in the district is so clutch because um it just gives you confidence where are your guys at 
as it relates to confidence-wise and what you're looking for in this next upcoming game against Village? It's a great point. And, and the fact that, you know, this having a bye week right before we went to district, um, God, I can't tell you how beneficial that was. Um, you know, you and I talked before when we were playing Bishop Dunn, I turned around, there were eight starters standing behind me yeah. dealing with different injuries and those types of things. And we got uh, a majority of those guys back. Minton Lewis being one of those, Jackson Mobley being one of those, uh, Jonah Arazo, all who had tremendous, tremendous games in, in that uh, Concordia Lutheran game. So the confidence is high, but we know you're only as good as your next snap. So it, it's a grind mentality. We came back today, hard hat, lunch pail in hand, and, and we went to work, you know. Um, I tell them after a game, now's the time to pat yourself on the back because the next time I see you, it's back to work, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the mentality that we have, uh, both as uh, coaching staff and, and as kids. You know, we want them to enjoy. It's still a game. Yeah. We want to enjoy those victories. Uh, but we also want them to understand that, that life is about, you know, the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows. And, and the reality of it is you don't ever want to get too high and you don't ever want to get too low. You just want to stay that constant, that constant, constant uh, grind mentality that, that you're, you're here to work. And, and when it's time to play, that we'll play. You know, I think you'll see that a lot in, in the college game. Uh, where those coaches are going in there after after a victory in the locker rooms and those that, those locker rooms just explode. Yeah. And I, that emotion is so it's not it's not meant it's not made up uh, that emotion of, of everything that you've invested into that week to week, you know, uh, preparation. It, it comes to fruition and all of a sudden, bang, then you can sit there and go, gosh, darn it, we did it, you know, and celebrate and then wipe yourself off and go get the next one, you know. Well, I mean, you said it right because it, it is—it's an investment. It's a lot of work during the week that people don't see, and and that's what high school coaches and kids do. And it's like that's like they got a whole other two classes on top of the work they're doing right now. So, hey, man, great win last week. Let's go get them this week at Village, and let's—I mean, two and zero, looking good on a record, possibly. You know, as we kind of get to the end of the season almost sure i mean it, it's just it, it's what you said you know it's always a next game up mentality for us um and, and it's about focusing on the things that we need to get better on you know uh, those kids come in today and the first thing i talk about is our extra point and field goal adjustments that we need to make and and i'm sure in their minds they went coach we went three for three on extra point and field right. goal but it, it's not about that it's about you know, seeing life through a, a microscope is what we're watching uh, on a day-by-day on a -day basis, but then being able to step back and looking through it at a telescope. Yeah, we got by, we got away with it this week, but we're not going to down the road. So it's something that we need to fix right there. And I think those kids expect that. And I think those kids want that, you know, they want, we always say that great players want to be coached mm -hmm. and they want to be told what they can do to be better. And we have a locker room full of those guys, and I'm, I'm proud to be their coach. Well, the Panthers are on the prowl. Let's see how they do this week. This was Matt with Bite, Coach Greg Cranfield, St. Pius Panthers. Let's see how they can pull it out this week. We'll see you all at the games. Go Panthers. Go Panthers.